when something is so delicious, you can't help but going back for second helpings, right? <laughs> well, that's what we're doing this week for the Jesus Fix It podcast. We sure are. I'm Jess, by the way. Uh, that diva over there is Seth. Wait a minute. I'm the diva, right? Yes, you are. Psych, I'm just kidding. He is the official diva of the mm. show. Little do y'all know. But yes, please enjoy this throwback episode of the Jesus Fix It podcast. Jesus Fix It, the Good Morning Radio podcast with Seth and Jess. So I want to talk about this movie I watched. And first, first we need to do a disclaimer. Yes, we're <laughs> going to talk about this movie, but we want you to understand that in no way, let me say this again in very clear terms, in no way are we advocating anybody go see this movie. No. This is a movie that brought a subject up that we thought was worthy of discussing the subject of the movie. But we are not, again, I'm saying for the third and final time, <laughs> we are not recommending anybody go see the movie yeah. because of there's language and other content in it that's just not edifying in any way, shape, form, or fashion. No, no. But the subject of it does deserve some discussion. Yeah, yeah. I was just really curious about the movie, and I did watch it because I didn't know about all the content right. that was in it. It's a... um. Comedy is satire about um, some issues in today's church. Right. And um, it's Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul is yeah. the name of the movie. And it's about a pastor who is going through a scandal mm-hmm. and his church ends up having to close. He's the pastor of this mega church and they are rich. Right. And he's in the pulpit talking about, oh, I'm blessed because I got all the Bugattis and all the sports cars, and yep. look how God is blessing me. I am standing in front of you in the pulpit and Prada. I mean, this this is the type of things right. he's saying me, from me, the pulpit. Me, me, it's me. all me, me, me. It's not exactly. Jesus. It's me. It's look how blessed I am. If you want to be blessed and wear all these um, jewels and diamonds <laughs> like me, then um, follow me, not Jesus. Oof. So this is the sat- sat- satire. Right. And he has um, the scandal is that he um, has sexually harassed um, some people. Yeah, and so um, the storyline after that is he wants to reopen his church. He said Jesus has redeemed him, and he wants to reopen this church. So he's hired this film crew to document the reopening of his church. Yep, and so his the his wife, the first lady is standing beside him. Now, there are some um, places in the movie where you can tell that she knows her husband has done some of these things he's been accused of. She knows he's wrong, but she's the first lady, and she's going to stand by her man. Uh-huh. And um, they do things where they know are not pleasing to God, but at the end of the day, we're Christian. Right. Basically, they are hypocrites. Right. And like <laughs> we just, talked about earlier, they're rationalizing it. their behavior. They're rationalizing their behavior. No. They are hypocrites. There are, there are just so many things to unpack in this movie. And I thought about this because um, somebody posted on Facebook last week um, under a post talking about this movie. They were talking about this movie. And they said, see, this is why I don't go to church. There are too many hypocrites in church. 
There are too many fake people in church. There are <laughs> fake pastors. There yeah. are fake Christians. That's why I don't go to church. I feel like church is full of broken and messy and fake people. And when I saw that, it inspired me to post this thing to our morning show Facebook page the yeah. other day. And it says, avoiding churches because of hypocrites is like avoiding restaurants because people are breaking their diets. That's we agreed. all need grace. Now, yeah. I'm not condoning the satire and right. the, the things that um, people do, like the stuff that happened in that movie. I'm not condoning of course sin not. of any kind, even though, like, look, I'm not perfect. I sin every single day. I do something, yeah, either a bad. Hmm? What? Speaking of a bad word, let me, <laughs> let me hold back. But I'm just saying a bad word may yeah. slip out of my mouth. I mean, think mean thoughts. I yeah. mean, I well, yell at alone. my kids sometimes. I'm, I'm sure there is something at the end of every day. I'm like, Lord, you know my thoughts. You know what I've done today. Like, please forgive me for I know I've done something. Yeah. I am a weak person. <laughs> you know, there are I have I need Jesus because I know I can be weak. And there are days that I just have to fall on my knees and ask for grace and forgiveness. I know it's there because we serve an awesome and amazing Savior. But I just don't like that people think that um, the church is not a place for hypocrites and sinners because where else? Right. Where else? That is The church is a hospital, and we've talked about this before. The church is a welcome place for hypocrites. And I'm not saying um, right. uh, you, you shouldn't to, work on those things. You shouldn't um, you right. shouldn't work on your sin. You shouldn't try your, to get yourself together. But there is grace. There's a difference between condoning hypocrisy and understanding it and working with the individual to help them follow Jesus in the pure form and to actually follow Jesus, not follow the dogma, not follow uh, an individual, not follow the religion, but follow the relationship of Jesus. Yes. There's mm-hmm. a there's an entirely different aspect to that. One of the things that you know strikes me about the conversation is we're talking about these circumstances that this is a this is a drama. Mm-hmm. This is not a true story. This no. is uh, you know this is a, a work of fiction. However. When you're talking about what is going on in this drama, that you know the the church had a problem and it broke apart, and then they're trying to come back together, and and people are standing next to, it, you know that there are aspects of it that are relatable to the things that have happened all around us. Yeah, maybe in your own church. Maybe in your own church, where I came from, um, it was a huge church in in my hometown. And there was a, a political upheaval in the church. Uh, the, the the main pastor's son got into some legal trouble, mm-hmm. and that resulted in this huge mega church that was in our town splitting. Mm-hmm. And the end result is the the original church they went bankrupt. They fell apart. The big beautiful building fell into disrepair, and it was just a mess. So when you're talking about what was happening in this drama. It is relatable to what actually happens in churches, in ministries all over the place. Mm -hmm. Uh, Without naming names, you can think of individuals that appear 
to be more focused on the game, the dollar, the the money making machine that is religion than a relationship with God, than mm-hmm. preaching the word of God exactly. and bringing people into a relationship with Jesus. They're more into, you know, I, I can make some pretty good money doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I have had uh, conversations with individuals who are in Christian radio who are not Christians. Mm-hmm. And they do it because for them, they perceive it as a profitable format, mm-hmm. not to be a witness, not to be a ministry, but to be a profitable format. And yeah. and so anywhere you go, you're going to find hypocrisy in some way, shape, form, or fashion. Yeah. This is something that, like you said, just because it exists and because it's there, you can't walk away from Jesus just because part of the machinery that is the church is broken. Right. You can't, you, you know, you don't stop going to the restaurant because people are breaking their diet inside. You exactly. just don't. Yeah. You keep going. You have the relationship. You pursue the truth. I've said for a long time, <laughs> don't judge Jesus by the Christians. Yes. That's, oh, my goodness. Yeah. You follow Jesus, not other exactly. people. Now, if you feel like you've outgrown a certain church— Hey, that's you. That happens. Sure. If your season at a certain place of worship is over, that happens. Right. But if if something if you've had a bad experience at a certain church, um, that happened with you and the church, not Jesus. Jesus didn't do it to you. That's you had exactly a bad experience. Right. That was you in that building or or the people in it, exactly. not Jesus. Right. So don't give up on Jesus. And I just, I really wish people understood that um, church really is a place for hypocrites. Oh, it is. Like any broken or messy person, that's, they belong in church. And I've even heard Christians say that, oh, well, such and such had an affair. I can't believe they're still coming to church. Well, that's where, <laughs> where they need to be. Where else are they supposed to be? They need to be in church. Exactly. Um, do you know such and such did this last week? I cannot believe oh, they had a nerve to show up in church today. Let me. That's where they need to be. <laughs> let me share with you for so we can pray with them. I'm not gossiping. I'm, I'm sharing so that we can help them. We can pray for them. That's one that I've heard a lot. Oh, and it's like, yeah. oh, please. Oh, you ain't praying for nobody. I can, mean, I did. <laughs> can, we, can I bring up another tack about this whole movie thing mm-hmm. when when I, I this movie is playing in theaters right yes it's, yeah right. my daughter happens to work at the local theater here and uh was kind of thinking a date night for the weekend coming up with me and the missus so I asked my daughter I said hey what's playing at the movies right mm-hmm. give me a rundown of what's good and so she just ran down all the movies that were playing and when it came to this movie my first reaction was, oh, no, it's a movie with Jesus in the title. We're going to pass on that. <laughs> Why is it that there is the cringe factor of any movie that comes out that's got God in the title, Jesus in the title? You automatically think, oh, this is not going to be a good movie. Uh, this is – the acting is going to be bad. Cameron's, Kirk Cameron's going to be in it. I don't want to <laughs> see this. So you know what I'm saying? I'm Maybe just being. That's just you. No, it's not just them, me. It's there's a lot. Ev- of, okay, not every pure flicks movie is bad. Anna I'm not B saying because I because okay. I can read your mind right now. <laughs> when you said Kirk Cameron, I'll, you know pure what I'm flicks talking about. Automatically, but <laughs> you know what I'm talking. Firewall there's, was good. Mm-hmm. There's Hollywood. <laughs> I think that's the one. <laughs> there's Hollywood quality films. Yeah. And then there's the Christian films, and there is a gap between the quality. It is. And here's why. It is why. a little. 
the writers and producers and actors that get their projects green light mm-hmm. do not, mo- for the most part, I'm being very general here, do not, for the most part, have an understanding of a relationship with Jesus. Yeah. And the individuals who do have a relationship with Jesus, those writers, those producers, those actors don't get their projects funded and in true. theaters. And this mm-hmm. is what's happening. I'm, I am so hungry. For a film, a television show, something that comes out to the public that actually relays a real, genuine Christian relationship. Yeah. Where the individual is flawed, but also seeks the grace and 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 of God and understands, yeah, I'm flawed. I am imperfect. But there is a real genuine portrayal of a Christian relationship. Yeah. I am so hungry for that. And I'll be honest with you, I have thought a a hundred times, maybe more, well, could I write something like that? Yeah. And it's not easy. It is a very difficult thing to do. But that's what I'm saying. It's just whenever we said, oh, this is the movie, I'm like, oh, this is not going to be a good movie. I'm not, I don't want to. I automatically said, no, skip it. Go to the next movie. I don't want to see this. Yeah. Well, I want to see it because it, I what intrigues me about this particular movie are the actors in it because right. they're well-known actors. Um, Sterling K, I forget his name, but he's in This Is Us. Okay, and so All I right. was like, oh, I like him. Okay, so that's what intrigued me about this movie. But you're hungry for that type of movie, but I'm actually hungry for this in real life. I'm hungry for people to be accepting of messy broken in real life Mm -hmm. not sin do you know what i mean like not accepting of other people's sin but accepting of the fact that we're broken and we can still be part of church do you know what i'm saying like i I completely get it and it's not just people that um are not believers it's not it's not just them it's us christians too we say Mm -hmm. all the time Come as you are, mm-hmm. but then when we do come as you are, it, it the reaction is ew, ew. Yeah, um, like, <laughs> when we see a church that advertises that they specifically are uh, welcoming a certain group of society, mm-hmm. the first thing that your reaction is a lot of times is, oh, well, see now you're a sinful church. You're condoning sinful behavior. Right. That may <laughs> or may not be the case. What I would like to see is and an understanding of you are welcome in our church. But here's the thing. Please understand that when you come in here, you are welcome. We love you. We are going to help you in every way, but we will not condone and approve of sinful behavior. We will help you and Mm -hmm. guide you to a relationship with Jesus so that you and Jesus can figure a way out to improve. Exactly. That's That's all. Right. And there's a lot of people who's like, well, I don't have to improve my lifestyle. There's nothing wrong with my lifestyle. I'm making my comments based on what Scripture says. Yeah. That's the only thing I can go by, right? Mm -hmm. The Scripture Bible is how I try and fail on a regular basis to live my life, right? Mm -hmm. If you've ever been next to me on the highway, you understand that this is not a perfect relationship that I have in a perfect day, right? Mm -hmm. I'm just going to say that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You agree awful fast. But... To have a, a, a church that says, listen, the, if this is your lifestyle, and if you are struggling, if there is in your heart some some conflict going on, and you're like, I, I feel that this is okay, 
but there's something in my heart that keeps saying it's not, and you are drawn to church. That is the Spirit. That is God calling you to him to say, come to me and let me lift your burden. Yeah. Let me make your path straight. Let me so shine I, yes. a light in your life. And so the, the church's job is to be that guide, to be a conduit of that relationship, not to say, oh, excuse me, but uh, your lifestyle, you're going to have to stay outside. Exactly. We, we can't allow that here in our church because, well, your lifestyle could be infectious. You could infect some of the other Look, people in our congregation, so this, you're going to have to stay out. That's not, that's not Jesus. This is the thing. We don't just, as believers, we shouldn't just go to church, especially on Sundays and Wednesdays. We shouldn't just go to church. We shouldn't just depend on the four walls of the church. We are the church. Mm-hmm. We should be the church. Amen to that, sister. Thanks for listening. If you have questions or comments, send them to podcast at spiritfm.com. This is a production of Positive Alternative Radio. The Jesus Fix-It podcast is brought to you by Mardell Christian Education Stores, which provide a vast selection of faith-based products and supplies for both classroom and homeschool teachers. You can find Mardell exclusive brands in their education, church supply, and gift departments, you know, like Renewing Minds and The Brainery. Toys for the kiddos, from Melissa and Doug, science and craft activity kits, they're all 30% off. And you can view their weekly ad and what's on sale anytime you like by simply downloading the Mardell app. Try the Peas and Carrots podcast for more encouragement. Brian and Kayla share life from their piece of the vegetable patch. Expect to laugh, find common ground, and hear stories you can't wait to share. It's a podcast about doing life together, growing in Christ together, and learning to laugh no matter what comes your way. Search Peas and Carrots Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts today.